This is the Cato Daily Podcast for Tuesday, June 15, 2021. I'm Caleb Brown. The Biden administration wants to hire tens of thousands of new IRS agents and wants to give the agency broader powers to snoop on your bank accounts. But as we've learned from recent ProPublica reporting, the IRS doesn't have a good record with data security. Andrew Moylan with the National Taxpayers Union Foundation details what we now know about how the rich do and do not pay taxes and the likely outcome of giving the IRS more money and enforcement power. Joe Biden wants to beef up the IRS. He wants the IRS to be a much more of an activist agency to uh, have agents of the IRS understand more about our getting and spending uh, than the agency has known before. Um, but before we get to that, uh, the, the ProPublica story, this uh, advertised as a bombshell that revealed how much uh, and on what amount of income some of the richest people in the world pay U.S. taxes. Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, and uh, and others. So what was your general takeaway from uh, that story? Yeah, I mean, my takeaway is that it's the the bombshell with no explosion. Like somebody forgot to put the explosive material in because, you know, what the story actually said is we have all of this information now about the taxes that wealthy folks pay. Uh, and while they pitched it as this big revelation, what it actually showed uh, is one, that they pay a lot in income taxes. And then the second element is that they uh, calculated this sort of fake number. They they made it up themselves uh, about what their on-paper growth in wealth was. So if I'm Jeff Bezos, I own a bunch of Amazon stock and you know how much did that increase in value? And then assess how much in income taxes I paid against that paper number that is not something you pay taxes on. Nobody pays taxes on the paper gains that they see in in stock holdings. Um, and so, you know, one of the writers of the story uh, said, you know, we we did a calculation that no one's ever done before. And there's a reason that no one's ever done that before. And it's because uh, it's really an, an apples and oranges comparison. And so I think well, that- Let's understand this really clearly though. Uh, you and I pay taxes on the realized income that we earn from wages. We pay taxes on realized income from assets. That is, if somebody pays us rent on a, on a home that that uh, we're renting out, we pay taxes on that, um, and we do not pay taxes on uh, the increase in value on a stock portfolio un until we sell it. Exactly, and and there's a reason for that, and it's that. You know, you you can't really enjoy something as income until it is in fact income. Uh, you know, paper assets obviously they are worth something, and uh, clearly they're worth a lot more for Jeff Bezos than for you or me. Uh, but that's different than income. That's different than somebody selling the asset, getting cash for it, and being able to utilize that. And that's the point at which we assess taxation. And that's true for you and me, and it's true for Jeff Bezos and Elon Musk as well. Uh, that they only pay tax on the the gains that they actually realize in their portfolios, not what ProPublica might want them to pay tax on, which is uh, the entirety of their holdings uh, at any given moment. So, so in some sense, you would characterize this as a a piece of advocacy minus the explicit advocacy for a tax on assets, a tax on holdings. Yeah, I mean, they they could have written an honest, straightforward piece that said. Here's what the impact of a wealth tax would be on wealthy folks. 
based on this information that we've gotten. Uh, you know, they they attack a thing called step up and basis, which we can get into. They, they could have addressed that uh, and made it a straightforward piece about that. Instead, what they did is they calculated this pretend number of how much somebody paid in taxes uh, on, on realized income versus their unrealized gains, uh, and then portrayed it really as though there was some sort of fraud and deception on the part of wealthy folks. And and the data just really doesn't show that when you look into it. Yeah, the, the what we learned from uh, the tax information about these super rich people is it's fairly mundane. Like if I were a rich guy, I would have used all of these perfectly legal tax advantage methods and techniques in order to avoid paying taxes. Yeah. And, and none of it was really, nobody's doing some, you know, double Dutch secret, triple backflip, you know, running things through Ireland sort of thing. Maybe some more of that information will come out at some point. I don't know, but certainly in the initial dumps, uh, nothing seemed to suggest that it, it's just folks who have a tremendous amount of assets uh, and a smaller than that amount of income. Uh, and obviously, if you're paying tax on a smaller amount of income, then you're going to see uh, lower total payments. But we're also talking about billions of dollars worth of income tax payments uh, across some of these wealthy folks. And again, that matches up with what we already knew, that the top 1% pay 40% of all income taxes in the country. And so uh, this just uh, very much uh, backed that status up. So Joe Biden wants to beef up the IRS to do what? <laughs> to know everything. Uh, in seriousness, you know, what they have talked about doing is spending uh, tens of billions of dollars more to hire uh, revenue agents uh, at the IRS. And you say beef up and the image that was in my head is the sort of bucking bronco with the horns. Um, and, uh, you know, they're talking about hiring 87,000 new agents. And perhaps most notably, they're talking about uh, giving the IRS uh, access to bank account information for substantially every individual and business in America. And, you know, ostensibly the reason for that is, oh, well, this will help us to enforce the, the tax code better, uh, but it will also give them a tremendous amount of information on every single person, not just people that are suspected tax scofflaws, uh, but every single person. And as we saw with the ProPublica situation, uh, the IRS is not exactly great at data security. And so, uh, there are real risks to people that uh, that information getting out into the wild, whether for political purposes or for financial extortion purposes or other things, could be a real problem. So that's the future that uh, the Biden administration wants, unfortunately. And l let's you know think through this with me: what that looks like for somebody who gets paid cash to do some amount of work, either uh, through some sort of app or uh, cash to. Uh, perform a service or run a yard sale or any number of other like very small time activities. What would this kind of uh, ramping up of IRS agents do to that person potentially? Well, the big thing that it does is it gives the IRS a hook to initiate an audit. Uh, if they see bank account information that does not match what is on your income tax form for one reason or another, because you are engaged in some informal economy uh, type of activities like you described or something else, that gives them uh, the ability to initiate an audit. Now, they have the ability to in initiate an audit today, but uh, this gives them the the information they need to do that on a more comprehensive basis. And 
one of the things that you know we've tried to highlight is a lot of progressives are sort of excited about the notion of giving the IRS more uh, tax enforcement powers because I think they envision them as only being deployed on the wealthy. Uh, but if you look at the actual elements of the so-called tax gap, the gap between what is technically owed uh, in taxes and what is actually paid, huge amounts of that are driven actually by uh, the activities of lower income folks. So it's, you know, child tax credit fraud or the earned income tax credit, uh, things like that. And so if you were just following the numbers in terms of closing the tax gap and using your 87,000 IRS agents to uh, to do that, one of the ways that you would do that is by focusing on people, you know, making thirty, forty thousand dollars a year, uh, who take the child tax credit and making sure that that child is actually resident in the home and doing, you know, the number of things that that audits do to try to attack that fraud. And so, uh, you know, it's a pretty scary prospect for more people than just uh, Jeff Bezos in the world. Yeah, I was wondering about that because it, it seems that, as with many things, wealthy people are able to hire people to help them avoid. Uh, the complications of the tax code and lower income people just don't have the time or the access or frankly, the, the, the means to, to fight a lot of these things. It seems that the target rich environment may well be <laughs> lower income people uh, for these new IRS agents. Yeah. I mean, it's unfortunately a tale as old as time that, uh, you know, folks with the most means uh, have the most means to be able to uh, avail themselves of every you know smart attorney and accountant in the world to try to minimize their tax burden. And you know, obviously the the broader goal for an organization like ours is to try to simplify the code to the point where uh, a, a lot of that stuff is less lucrative, I guess. But the simple reality is that uh, wealthy folks are going to have an easier time steering around this stuff than uh, than your average middle class family is. So what? Do you advocate specifically, assuming this is moving forward, uh, and there, as you said, there are a lot of people who are excited about uh, the prospect of beefing up the IRS, why I, I am a little confused about, but uh, what are some safeguards for people's privacy, for transparency of the, the IRS's, IRS's processes? And, and one of the thing that concerns me the most, frankly, is the discretion with which uh, this these new enforcement uh, muscle will be used. Yeah, discretion is not a term ordinarily associated with the IRS. But you know, if we are having a discussion about how to uh, reform the IRS and how to make the tax code more enforceable, how to shrink the tax gap, uh, you know, unfortunately, uh, again, tale as old as time. The answer for a lot of politicians is throw more money at the problem. But there is arguably not a single agency in all of government at any level in the United States that is less prepared for uh, just having money thrown at it than the IRS, which has for decades been a dysfunctional institution. They are still today processing tax returns from 2019. Uh, you know, still today, some nearly a quarter of uh, business returns are performed on paper, which leads to huge processing delays. You know, this is an agency that has not been functioning well for a long time. And so from our perspective, from my perspective, the answer is you first start with trying to make it a functional agency, trying to uh, reform the internal processes, the uh, data and, and information technology services uh, that the agency has. And that 
really in terms of the ProPublica story started with uh, a likely criminal leak of information uh, on the part of taxpayers. And so getting answers about that uh, before you get into any kind of discussion about more agents and more money uh, is the reasonable thing to do. Now, uh, Washington is not often known for doing the reasonable thing first, but uh, but that's what I would do if I ran the zoo. Okay. So with respect to how the IRS does business today, there are significant problems. Uh, you know, the, the, the story I hear the most is that when you call the IRS to ask a technical question about the tax code, that 40 to 60% of the time, the advice that the IRS gives you is wrong. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's if you get through to somebody in the first place, uh, which is actually a significant issue. The commissioner was testifying uh, just recently about how low that percentage is. Uh, and so, you know, again, this is an agency that is fundamentally failing at its job to uh, enforce the tax code and to do it in a way that's responsible. And the people who bear the brunt of that, of course, are taxpayers who are getting dragged into audits who are, you know, the the tax code and the IRS make uh, criminals out of perfectly well-meaning people uh, all the time just by virtue of complexity and the, the problems associated with enforcement. And so uh, this is not an agency that is prepared for, you know, tens of billions uh, of new funding and, and new agents. And uh, unfortunately, that seems to be the first instinct for a lot of folks. Andrew Moylan is Executive Vice President at the National Taxpayers Union Foundation. Subscribe to the Cato Daily Podcast pretty much anywhere and follow us on Twitter at Cato Podcast.